So what's better than the number 12? The number 13. No, we are not talking about a luck to T.Y. let it fly touchdown play. It is another great episode of the PFG Vibecast. I am your co-host, Julie Voigt, and along with me is Mr. Russell Baxter. And we are bringing you the 13th episode of the Vibecast tonight. And actually, now that I think about it, it is Friday when this airs. So maybe this is PFG Vibes way of saying happy Friday, the 13th episode to every one of you. So with that being said, Mr. Russell Baxter, take it away. I've been very fortunate over my writing career and television career to work with a lot of great people. There are a few more accomplished uh, than Mr. John Clayton, and he joins us tonight on the PFG Vibecast. John, how are you doing? Great, Russell. How are you? I'm doing terrific. I know you were just back from the owners' meetings, and uh, uh, that's always a very interesting time. But uh, earlier today, on Thursday, as we record this, um, there was kind of an interesting story that came out regarding the New England Patriots and Greg Schiano. Can you can you shed a little light on that? Hard to tell. I mean, it's like it was as uh, kind of spontaneous as the Rob Gronkowski retirement because here's Greg Schiano, and I know that you know he's been angling to get back in the NFL. He's got a coordinator job with the you know the best team in football, and you think in the relationship he has with Bill Belichick. I think you know maybe it's there's a similarity there to what happened with Jordy Nelson this week. You know Jordy Nelson was being offered by the Seahawks. He had uh, Patriots and a couple other teams in the mix too. I think he had a total of five teams, and then after being cut by Oakland, and after all these years in the league, you know I think he was talking to his wife, and the wife said, you know. Get a couple kids here. I'm gonna. I just want to stay here. Uh, you can do what you want to do. And Jordy, I think, just decided. You know what? I'm just gonna get out of football. And maybe there's some similarity there with Greg because you know, since his head coaching job and all that, he's been moving around so much. Maybe it's just a matter because Mike McCarthy did the same thing. You know, here's Mike McCarthy gets fired by the Packers. You know, his wife has two kids that are getting close to high school age and all that, and they decided he decided to follow her advice just to take a year off, regroup, and all that. So, kind of surprising to see it. You know, it's just the uh, you know this and the Gronkowski thing really does hurt the Patriots this week. You know, on Rob, I know that the plan was that he was going to come back. But the thing is, things had to be perfect. And what I mean perfect is it's not going to be like last year where they're talking trade and taking him to Detroit. He'd retire if they were going to ask him for a pay cut, which they didn't. He was going to retire. I think what he wanted to do is maybe have a little less practice time. Well, that's not what Bill Belichick likes. He likes to have guys practice hard. So whatever it is, he wasn't ready at this time to go ahead and continue. And so they just decided to move on. Doesn't uh, remove the chance that he could come back. But yeah, kind of a weird week right now for uh, kind of guys getting out of it when you thought they were going to stay in it. So, of course, John, you know, as Russell had said in the beginning that this week was the NFL um, annual owners meeting down in Phoenix. And, of course, a lot of news came out of there, especially with um, the league voting, voting sorry, to allow challenges and reviews on past interference calls and non-calls. So what was your biggest impression that you got from this meeting? Well, it was fascinating because here it is. I mean, they easily voted in 
the blindside hits, making them all illegal, particularly on punts and all that stuff. And so blindside hits came in and got a limit. So what do they end up doing on Wednesday? Giving everybody in the media blindside hit because uh, nobody <laughs> expected this to happen. I mean, the blindside hit is the fact that you had 31 owners voting for something that they never would consider years ago. And what the vote came down to, I mean, here they were. Some of the owners were thinking about they want Sky Judge. They had a, uh, emergency meetings on Monday. The coaches got together and they went 32 nothing. They wanted Sky Judge. Then you have the competition committee having a seven o'clock meeting, emergency meeting, and they come out and they take a revise a couple proposals. And they were four four on that, you know, going into Tuesday. So what ends up happening? Everybody comes to the same page. I know Roger Goodell probably put his foot down and says, we need to do something and do something now, mm-hmm. not wait to the May meeting or not do anything. But we all were sitting there thinking this thing's going to be tabled until May. Nothing was going to happen. And they went for a proposal with the league that nobody could expect because the league doesn't like to expand replay. They didn't want to do uh, non-calls. And they did it all. And so it was an amazing thing, just like last year. Last year was a surprise. Here they do the helmet hits, and nobody was even talking about it during the week. So this is the second time that we in the media got the blindside hits. Unfortunately, they're not going to throw the flag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, John, um, again, as we record this, we're 28 days away from the draft. And I'm certainly not going to ask you to make any predictions about who's going where. But do you think we're going to see an active trade market at least uh night one uh down in nashville we you know start with several teams with two uh or three first round picks uh yeah of course you, 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 you of can activity. ask me to do it because i i'm working on my third mock draft for the washington post so it's like you, you could ask me any question <laughs> so you i don't have to hold back any predictions or anything like that i think it's going to be as active but i don't think it's going to be unusually active i mean the one thing is this draft is so deep for defensive players it's not like if you really want to get a certain defensive players, you have to panic and give up draft choices and things like that. I mean, they're going to come all up and down the first round and all the way down to the bottom. But I think certainly there may be some movement on quarterbacks, certain offensive players, and maybe even offensive linemen are going to draw a different type of trades because, you know, it's not a good draft at top top for wide receivers. I mean, you may only have two first round wide receivers, but again, it's a deep draft for wide receivers. It's not a good draft for running backs. And so if you really want a running back, you may have to move up and maybe on a certain tackle, you may want to move up but so there'll be activity so I would imagine on the first night of the draft there'll be about five trades now the question is going to be does everybody wanting a quarterback get a quarterback that always dictates more trades but uh, no it's going to be a fascinating draft because you know nobody I think now, a year ago, nobody at this time thought that Baker Mayfield was going to be the first pick. You know, everybody mm-hmm. thought that Baker was going to be the lower part of the first round. And what ends up happening, you know, he starts warming up to everybody. Cleveland takes him number one, and it's becoming the same thing for Kyler Murray because I do think he's going to be the first pick in the draft. Julie, did you have any other follow-up? Not really. I mean, he pretty much covered it up. Um, is there anything particular that you're excited to see in the next upcoming months other than the draft? Well, I mean, I, there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, certainly, uh, you know, just the, the fate of the Raiders and how crazy that has been. I mean, they tried to go right. to San Francisco. That mm-hmm. was blocked. I mean, I think the big drama right now, because I know I was joking with it with John Gruden on Tuesday, is that it's like, John, I don't care if you, what you want. you got to be on hard knocks. I mean, you think about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, John Gruden, 
uh, Vontez Burpick and Antonio Brown. You can't tell me that may have the possibility of uh, topping all the meetings with uh, Todd Haley <laughs> and Greg Williams and uh, mm-hmm. Hugh Jackson. It's like that thing is going to be fascinating. Mark Davis even came to the point saying that he doesn't want to go on hard knocks. And from the ownership standpoint, understandable. John doesn't want to go. But, I mean, there's so many things going on. Like, for example, we're joking around uh, with John and uh, you know some of the people in the PR office because story came out that even they didn't know about that they may have a preseason game in Saskatchewan and so against Green Bay Packers. And so you know, I keep on going over to Gruden and keep on going over to the PR staff going, trying to do that type of music stuff you know, for Canada. And they have no idea what's going on. So there's so many weird things with the Raiders. You know, that's mm-hmm. going to be one to follow. And naturally, somebody, please, Julie, Russell, mm-hmm. could you tell me what the plan to the New York Giants is? Because I sure can't figure it out. <laughs> Well, uh, listen, I'm a, I'm a lot closer to New Jersey than Julie is. She's in Indiana. I'm still in Connecticut. So I'll see if I can uh, shuffle. You know, it's funny, John. We had Patricia Trina on um, about mm-hmm. a week ago. We had Patricia scheduled for a certain night. And a half hour before the taping, the Beckham Jr. trade came down. So talk about fortuitous. And, of course, she's outstanding. And, and, and you know, she I think she has her own thoughts about what exactly they're doing. And, um, it's, it is kind of hard to figure some of their moves. Uh, I know they have 12 picks in the draft now, so, you know, there's a little ammunition to do something. I'm going to follow up with one last question, John. Is there anybody out there on the open market in terms of a free agent that you're a little bit surprised and think, um, you know, we might see something within the next couple of weeks, uh, of him joining a team? Well, there was two, and then one got resolved. I was stunned to see that Ziggy Ansah didn't have anything because I know that Buffalo, New Orleans, and a couple of teams like that were interested. But then we find out he has a bad shoulder. And so because of that, I mean, the offers that he had were very low, much lower. And so he's just going to wait it out. So we understand that one. And Dominican Sue. I mean, that's, I think, the big mystery right now because he has no buzz to him. We know he's not going to go back to the uh, Los Angeles Rams, mainly because he kind of coasted through the season. You know, he had that $1 million million incentive uh, in his contract for the playoffs if they won two playoff games, and he won the two playoff games, so that took him from 14 to 15 million. But he really kind of coasted his way through the season, playing hard at the end in in the playoffs, showing you how good he is. But to see him out there with nothing right now, I'm sure that Jimmy Sexton, his agent, probably has some things worked out. That uh, I think you can see. But th- those two guys, I think, are the biggest surprise. You know, I thought that in, uh, Indianapolis's patience in being able to wait out Justin Houston and to get him for 12.5 a year, I thought that one worked out pretty well. But uh, again, Indomitian Sue right now, I think, to me, is the biggest mystery. Well, there is no mystery when it comes to you. Um you know, a veteran of this business, and I can't thank you enough for taking some time. And uh, once again, you know, dotting all the I's and crossing all the T's when it comes to the entire league. For people who aren't familiar with John's work on Twitter, you can follow him at John Clayton uh, NFL. Um, Schooled with the Professor podcast, um, which must be an absolute blast to do. And of course, you can listen to John on 710 ESPN Seattle. Julie and I look forward to seeing you in Canton, and it'll get here soon. John, thanks again. Good luck for, with the draft in the next couple of weeks. Thank you, and see you in a couple months. Thanks, John. Hey, thank you. Well, it's safe to say that John Clayton covered a lot of ground 
there and can't thank him enough for coming on and joining us on the PFG Vibecast. But in this ever frantic world in NFL news, Julie, you just came across something that um, broke on NFL.com. I did. So apparently the Eagles acquired Bears running back Jordan Howard in a trade. What they did was they did it in exchange for a conditional 2020 draft pick. So we'll get more info out. Yes, and that's very, very interesting because in essence, that's the second trade we've heard about on Thursday involving a 2020 draft choice. Um, the Dallas Cowboys went out and acquired defensive end Robert Quinn hmm. um, from the Miami Dolphins for a pick uh, a year from now. So um, as we record, and as I already mentioned, 28 days until the NFL draft, it's getting here very, very quickly. Um, again, thanks so much for John Clayton for coming on. Uh, schooled with the professor, uh, as we mentioned, um, you can hear him on 710 uh, ESPN Seattle on the airways. And of course, John, who is now a columnist for the Washington Post, among his many other accomplishments over the years, you can follow him on John Clayton NFL on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, there's PFG Vibe, there's Julie Noted underscore PFG, and there's Bax Football Guru. And thanks so much for a great evening with John Clayton and a very, very lucky 13th broadcast. Oh, 13. PFG Vibecast. Mm-hmm. Getting up there. Yes. Yes, we are. Somewhere. Plenty more to come, too. So, yes. Uh, we're just getting warmed up, especially when it comes to the draft. So, uh, again, for Julie, for John, and myself, thanks so much, and we'll see you next time. So long, everybody.